0: We recording. <laughs> Wait, is this thing on? Seriously. You're listening to Let's Get Into It, a podcast designed to help you in your life and in your business. My name is Brie Marie, and I'm your host. You might have stumbled upon my blog, livingbreely.com, or taken one of my online courses, or maybe you're just learning about my work for the first time. As a business strategist, course creator, and a seasoned blogger, I've had the opportunity to sit down with number one best selling authors world-class experts, coaches, healers, and other online entrepreneurs who are super excited to share with you their stories, learning lessons they've had along the way, and how they continue to strive on making an impact in our world. Each week, I want to bring you two episodes full of tangible and actionable steps to inspire you to have an impactful, sustainable, and purpose-driven life and business. So let's get into it. hello hello welcome back to another episode of let's get into it i need to stop trying to sing the intros i don't know why i do that um so just a little heads up um it came to my attention over the weekend that the url when you type in let's get into it and you like for itunes is still change your mindset change your life which was the previous name of this podcast so I'm assuming that it's taking a little bit of time to port over the new name of the podcast onto the iTunes store. So just wanted to give you a little heads up. It's also very windy here today, and I'm definitely gambling with the fact that I have my sliding glass door wide open. Obviously, I have the screen, but like you can hear. I hope you can't, can't hear the wind. And with my allergies, you know, it's just, we're really rolling the dice here. Today's guest is Joey Chandler. And can we talk about his name for a second? Joey Chandler, like from Friends? (laughs) Like, what is the coincidence of him having the name of Joey Tribbiani and Chandler Bing from Friends. One of my favorite shows, I actually just sent um, the YouTube video of Phoebe singing Smelly Cat to one of my friends um, because she was having kind of a rough morning and that freaking song cracks me up. So I sent it to her and then I went to record this intro and I always want to make sure that I pronounce and spell people's name correctly. So that's why I have like a form that everyone fills out any guests on the podcast. And I went to look at Joey's last name and I was like, there's no way it's actually Joey Chandler. And it really is. But other than the Friends TV show, hopefully that's not annoying that I made that <laughs> reference. If He's probably like, I've heard that reference a thousand times. It's kind of like when guys, when they find out my name is Brie and they're like trying to be funny and hit on me, they'll be like, Brie, like the cheese. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Like, oh, it's so funny. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Sorry, Joey, if you're like, really, she had to bring that up. So Joey is a purpose coach. And we actually met and I've talked about this app so many times. I tell my friends about it, tell everyone about it. This isn't sponsored, BTW. I just really love this app. It's called Shaper. And I've explained it before, but if you haven't heard any of my previous episodes where I talked about it, Shaper is essentially like LinkedIn and Tinder slash Bumble had a baby. So (laughs) it's a networking site, a professional networking site. So if you're looking for a service, if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for people who are in your industry, you basically can swipe left or right based on their profile and you can put like your qualifications and what you're looking for um, as far as like services or connections or anything like that. And so Joey and I connected through that app called Shaper, it's S-H-A-P-R, there's no E, and right, I hope that's right, <laughs> and I we, we ended up jumping on a phone call, and I just really found the work that he was doing very interesting and super valuable. So he's going to do a much better job of explaining what it is he actually does, but a like little bit of a synopsis is that he helps people figure out who they are and what they are about so they can make a bigger impact in the world and be more effective at producing results in their day-to-day life. So sometimes I think when we think about finding our purpose in life, We tend to make it a lot more complicated than it actually needs to be like as we grow up and as we mature and hopefully gain some wisdom, we tend to add on all of these things to our purpose. And Joey really is about simplifying what your purpose is and utilizing that to connect with not only yourself, but also with other people. So, this episode's just a little bit different than the typical ones that I do because Joey, in a way, is actually interviewing me to help me find out what my purpose is. And also, you can obviously utilize the same questions that he's asking me to find your own purpose. And I really struggled through part of this interview. Like you'll hear, I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> and I take some time to think about my answers. So, I really hope that this episode is informative and educational, and that you guys get a lot out of it. And how we tend to think that, like, we need to quote find our purpose when really I think we've and Joey would agree with this is we find our purpose at a really young age. So, I'm not going to keep talking about it because you guys will really get a better understanding of it as you listen to the episode. If you have any questions or you want to connect with Joey, as always, all of his information is in the show notes and you can go ahead and connect with him that way. He's also rolling out a online course that is really designed to help you find your purpose um, instead of doing more of the one on one approach. So, as soon as that comes up, that will be updated on his website. So, yeah, I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode. And if you guys have any questions, you can always contact me at infolivingbreely.com at or find me on Instagram at LivingBreely. All right, I will talk to you guys on Friday. Be kind, be well, be grateful, love you, mean it. Bye. Hey, Joey, how are you?
1: I'm doing I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. It's like 47 degrees here, so I'm like trying to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Joey is a purpose coach, and today's episode is going to be like a little bit different than how I normally do episodes, because usually it's like me interviewing the person. But Joey's kind of going to flip the script here, and he is actually going to help me figure out what my purpose is
1: yes indeed <laughs>
0: <laughs> so why don't you give us a little bit of context to the work that you do and kind of what we're going to be doing while I try to calm my nerves
1: <laughs> yes, yes perfect yeah, so first off thank you so much for being on here I love all the, the work that you're doing and I just greatly appreciate the opportunity and props for you for being willing to say like yes I want to figure out my purpose on air so to speak and the good news is, is that it's actually uh, quite simple. And where all of this came from me is that I actually create tribute videos for birthdays and weddings and anniversaries. And these videos are like, if you want to do a video for your mom, you send me a l- list of emails and we send an email campaign out to those friends and family. And they respond back with video selfies that say things like mom's amazing and brilliant and beautiful. And we put all those together and then you show it at the birthday party. And there's, you know, a ton of tears and laughter and it's totally awesome. And what I started to notice after doing several hundred of these videos is that there's always a theme and the the theme, it could be about family or relationship or, you know, friends or fun. And it's never really overt, never really loud or obvious, but it's always there. And then a couple years ago, I was starting to read the Simon Sinek's, you know, understand your why and listening to the Brendan Bouchard's and the Robin Sharma's of the world. And... And everyone's talking about know your purpose, know your why. And what I realized is that theme that's there, that is uh, that person's purpose. It's how they live their life. It's how they interact with people. And it's not, like I said, it's not overt. And no one friend or family could point it out. But when you take 30 or 40 or 50 people, all put it together. Then that theme starts to show up. And I've spent the last couple of years working on conversations that help people bring that theme, which is in the background of their life to the foreground, so they can make more use of it. And at first, it took me a couple hours and lots of stumbles. But now, I have it down to two questions, and it's actually quite simple. And because, and the reason for that is because I know that if I did a video for you, I take thirty or forty or fifty of your best people, ask what they love about you, and they would we put them all together. There'd be some theme, so we know it's already there.
0: Oh my gosh! I don't even know if I know thirty to fifty people who would like send you a video <laughs> about me. I <laughs> maybe have like ten. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah. But no I would, I, but somehow I, somehow I doubt if we, if we go into your clients and all the people that listen on the podcast, I'm guessing we could find 30 or 40 50. People.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's so true. Um, so what is the point of finding your purpose? Like when someone figures out their purpose, why is that important? What is that going to help them do or
1: achieve? Yeah, well, it helps in all sorts of different ways. Uh, mostly you get clear on who you are and what you're about. And what that allows you to do is to uh, be more, have more confidence in the actions that you want to take more uh, kind of courage to take, you know, and go in whatever particular direction you want. It works really well for, uh, for branding and marketing because uh, I know you have a lot of uh, listeners who are coaches and, and solo entrepreneurs. You're basically marketing yourself You're at, at, at that level. And so to be able to say, yeah, this is who I am and this is what I'm about. Just allows you to be more unique. I, I work with a lot of um, like uh, people in financial services, like you know, uh, bankers and insurance people and, and financial planners. And in those industries, where generally speaking, everyone sounds pretty much the same when you talk to them. Right. And because pretty much eighty to ninety percent of their job actually is the same because it's so regulated, having being able to differentiate yourself in that ten to twenty percent really allows you to just stand out. And just be more authentic and real to be able to say, yeah, this is who I am and this is who I'm not is just really helpful.
0: Yeah, I would think especially in finance, like in that industry, because it can be so dry um, that if like someone did have a personality or, you know, something really interesting about themselves, like I feel like that would be such a smart way to market themselves of being, you know, different than I think when you like think of a finance guy in his gray suit with his like briefcase, <laughs> like yeah. all of that. So no, that's so that's so true. And as far as like age ranges, I mean, is there like could a seventy year old do this?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I've done, and and the reason for this is I I've done videos for people from seven to ninety in all over the world, and every one of those have a theme. So somewhere, as far as I can tell, as long as you're breathing and you're you know, you're above, you know, say 10, 11 or 12, we could help you figure out your purpose.
0: Do you think everyone has a purpose?
1: I do. I've come to the point where yes. And, and And the evidence for me is that I know that no matter who they are, if I got 30 or 40 or 50 of their best people, ask them what they love and appreciate about them, some theme would show up and that purpose would be there.
0: So how did you, I mean, you already talked about like how you were doing videos and all of that, but like, how did you get into that line of
1: work? Have you always been in so that? I've been, a, I've been a photographer and the video business actually started as a gift for my wife uh, a while back. I was like, I needed a gift and I had this idea of putting these videos together and, and we did that. And that, was, and that started a business.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay, so do you want to jump into... Yeah, are you ready? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, okay, so the first question is, when you interact with people, how do you want them to feel?
0: Oh, um, like people? Or, or, well, I guess it's the same. I would say I want them to feel hope and supported
1: okay hope and hopeful and supported okay awesome now our our purpose has been with us for a very long time some whether you believe it's part of a spirit or soul or an energy or just the way our brains are wired it's Mm -hmm. been with us you know since we were young some will say it was there before we were born some will say at birth but either way we we first started interacting with our purpose when we were young and so the inter- and we would have done that since we were young we would have described that feeling that we would have got in the language of a young person so when you think of the feeling of of people being hopeful and supported how would you describe that in language that you would have used when you were 10 11 or 12 mm,
0: language like Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, like what language, that that feeling of being hopeful and supported, how would you have said that when you were hanging out with your friends when you were, you know, that age?
0: Okay, I don't know if this is going to answer your question, but, like, I can tell you, like, a little side story that hopefully will, like, identify it. But when I was a little kid, I used to love to play teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my... Favorite thing to do. And my mom worked at a trade school. She was a dental hygienist. And so when I was born, she stopped doing the actual, like working in an office. She went to teach at trade schools to teach other people how to be dental hygienists. Mm -hmm. And their school began remodeling. And so they had like all of these desks and whiteboards and stuff that they were getting rid of. And my mom actually took some of that stuff brought it home and I set up like an entire classroom (laughs) in our garage and I would like make the neighborhood kids come over. I lived in a cul-de-sac and we all like went to the same elementary school and everything and I would make them come over and like I would create like curriculum. Like I didn't know what I was doing but I was like oh we're gonna like learn cursive or like read and I would like spend I didn't really get an allowance but I my parents would like give me money sometimes for like chores and stuff and I would beg my mom like most kids would be like let's go to Toys R Us like RIP Toys R Us um or like Target or whatever. Kmart was the big thing back then. But like I wanted to go to Office Depot. People's <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> to buy like school supplies, like markers and papers and folders and stuff. And like I would spend like ta- I would like find change in my dad's clothes and I would like go and make copies and like things like that. So I've <laughs> always I know such a freaking nerd. My parents I don't know why my parents like weren't like what is wrong with our child? So. That's like when you say, when you talk about like my childhood, like that's like my most prominent memory, I think is okay. like always, I guess that would be, I don't, does that answer your question? I, I don't know. It's,
1: it's, it's it, uh, not exactly, but it's, it's all perfect. And, and so that feeling of, because what you were really doing is you were supporting kids, you were helping them be, uh, you know, you were giving them hope and, and helping them learn. And so when that feeling of when people learn and when you teach, what's, how would you describe that feeling? In language that you would have used back then,
0: <sighs> that is so. It's such a hard. I'm trying to think to like back to like ten year old Brie, and yeah. what I would have said. I mean, I think like in the simplest of terms, like I would have said like, I want to play teacher, or like I want to help kid, like the younger kids, like learn. Okay.
1: Um and when kids have the, the experience of learning, that mm-hmm. sense of like, oh, you learned something new, what's the feeling of that?
0: The feeling of learning. Oh, my gosh. These are really hard questions. Like, they're so simple, but they're hard to articulate. Um, the feeling of learning. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, excitement?
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And, and yeah. Are you about people being excited about themselves? Yeah. 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 I totally. Yeah. I
0: would say that, like, I always yeah. want my clients to be like, like, I always say, like, I don't believe in businesses, but I believe in people first.
1: Right. And what fundamentally is that you're about people being excited. So before we talk about your business, how has people being excited shown up You already talked about it in your school, but like in different areas of your life with your friends and family, are you someone that helps people be excited in different ways?
0: I think so. I think like I always try to emphasize like when someone has like big news or like they accomplish something or like I'm always, I'm always want to be excited and happy Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. and like make them understand like what they did is a big deal. Yes. Even if it's something small, like getting their driver's license, like – you know, at an older age than like 15 or 16, like, that's a big deal. Like you accomplished something, you worked really hard for it. And like, you should, I hope that they feel proud of themselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And how is your business and and this podcast a reflection of, of you helping yourself and other people be excited?
0: Well, I think it goes back to that thing that I said, I like want people to feel like I said, like I, Believe in people before I believe in their business, because I feel like the person who is creating the business like they need to really have the vision and understand like the clarity of the work that they 're doing yep and that translates into a business so
1: right yeah. and and so for so for you, understanding the person really allows you to get excited about them
0: yeah yeah, yeah. definitely
1: so so what, and, and this is what I want to point out, like you can just hear it in your voice. Like when you talk about excitement, like your energy level goes up mm-hmm. and I can't see you because we're doing podcasts, but I, I would bet that you're smart. When you mention excitement, that you smile more, that you get, I energy. can
0: like feel it in my stomach. Like I am getting like little butterflies.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and I want to point out how like the idea that you started out saying being people being hopeful and supported, those are aspects of excitement, but those are what I call adultified words. Those mm-hmm. are, we took excitement and we turned it into being hopeful and supportive because that's what we do as adults. Yeah, and got it. The trick is is to go and really own excitement. Like, But excitement is a very big word. It means different things to different people. And so the next thing to do after you create your excitement is what, you cr- create what I call your pillars of your purpose. And these are the things that um, your purpose means to you. So I'm about people being great. And for me, what that means is uh, knowing who you are, having a dream, getting after it, helping uh, other people do the same, and being with friends and family. That, that's, to me, what greatness is. So when you think of excitement, you've already mentioned a few th- things, like having a sense of accomplishment and being proud. What would you say are some of the aspects of excitement that are just like, yeah, this is what excitement means to you?
0: I think excitement for me feels like being – <laughs> So this is like such a roundabout way, but like being in alignment with like what I think, what I know feels good for me yep. um, and that's helping other people. Like I think that's always been something that I've said, like even when I was like 18, 19 years old, like I want to do something that helps people. And I didn't know what avenue that would look like, but that was like always the intention. Like obviously that's so broad. You can help people in so many different ways. Right. Um. And I think that's obviously changed throughout the years, but I feel like it's still true to this day.
1: Yeah. And, and you also said being proud.
0: Yeah. Like I want people, I think it's like to have that like self confidence in themselves and like mm-hmm. also for myself of like mm-hmm. doing something that you, that feels great for you um, and being proud of that.
1: Right and um so you have alignment helping other people being proud now you also um you uh, i'm going to assume, assume this but you help people create structures and systems for their business correct
0: yeah like strategize
1: in strategy so how like Uh, like in terms of excitement, how is it a, like having a plan help or having a strategy? (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'm a little neurotic when it comes to like having plans. Yeah, Like I love to plan, but then I also realize like there has to be some flexibility in your plans because things don't always go as as planned.
1: Right. Um, Well, you plan for that.
0: Yeah. Like you plan for those, you know, little idiosyncrasies of business. Um, But yes, like I love processes. Like I know, okay, when this happens, then like you can do this. And like when this happens, you do that. And like kind of knowing what the reach is and like different aspects of your business. And also just like understanding, I think like extracting people's gifts is another really big thing that I like to do. Like I love, like some times, like I have a client who came to me when she like wanted to do something specific and then as we got to talking i was like i don't really think that that's like the best way to build your business i think like your areas in x y and z right. like that's just from having that conversation with her so i think like also understanding like what what gifts people bring into the world
1: yeah yeah being present And that
0: makes me excited
1: yeah no totally now, the, uh, so these are awesome. So you have uh, being aligned with yourself, helping other people, being proud, having a plan, and really seeing the gifts in, in each other. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, these, and what I suggest is that you have five so that you can remember them on hand because it, it allows you to do it. And these are totally flexible. You, change, you can tweak these as you grow and that, you know, as you refine it. But now what happens is, is you go out and talk to people and you say, I'm about people being excited. And to me, what that means is being aligned with yourself and really understand who you are, helping other people, being proud, having a plan and then really seeing what the gifts are in each other. Awesome. And, I love that. Yeah. And then you say, you know, what is, what does being excited mean to you? And then your clients will say, well, being excited means, you know, growing a business or whatever it means to them. And then you say, "Okay, cool. here are my couple of programs. Which one do you think best fits you?
0: Interesting.
1: and then And then you just keep speaking to what makes them excited and what and, and all of that. And then you look at the areas where they're not excited, because, of course, there's places in your life where you totally can be excited, and there's places in your life where you can't. You know you have a limit. you're up, you're bumping up against something, and that's right. just life.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I always say like, you're not going to love every single aspect of your business. Like I love working with people one-on-one, but I hate scheduling things, (laughs) (laughs) even though I know I have to do it to like be on track, but I hate scheduling things.
1: Right. And, and that's where, and instead of in the way this works for me has been really helpful is instead of being like, Oh, I suck. I'm such a bad business person. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I start to look at saying like, okay, wow, that's a place where I'm unable. I am bumping up against my limit. To really, be great to either share my greatness or to see the greatness in other people, and and so in that that sense of like just being like okay, this is a limit on mine, it just gives me a little more freedom to explore that area, and then either you know do the work or hire somebody to do the same or put in the system that allows it
0: or outsource it.
1: You're outsourcing, yeah. <laughs>
0: that, that's the, the business aspect.
1: That's the hiring of the other people that would. Um, Uh, You know that that, that's where that comes into play, but for me, looking at this as a as as a limit on my ability to express or share my purpose, it grounds me that I'm still my purpose, even though I kind of suck in these different areas.
0: Interesting. So, like, you can suck,
1: absolutely
0: areas of your purpose.
1: No, like like there's a ton of places I suck at being great at, (laughs) like just a hundred percent. And there's there's a few. Uh, One of my, one of my purpose rules is, is that we are all already living our purpose, not as much as we want, but more than we think. And when you really get that, you can start to really see the freedom and, and the idea that like, wow, there's all these places where like for you, you can be excited and you can see it throughout your history. And then you can see a bunch of places where you're not. And then when you talk to your clients or your friends about people being excited, you can say, yeah, here's where I was. And wow, this area, don't do this because I tried this, this and it really didn't work.
0: So like purpose to take some away from some of the notes that you sent me. So purpose takes practice is essentially like you have to learn what areas you're really great in and what areas you're not in. And I think that's through action.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the practice actually is sharing it is, is probably the number one thing. the the best thing that you could do right now is you start to journal about what excitement means to you and, and where, where, you know, how does it feel? What does it look like? Why is it important? What, where have you been excited? Where you haven't, you start, you start to explore that and then you start speaking to other people and you start to say, you know, I'm about people being excited and this is what it means to me and what does it mean to you? And they, they share it with you. and, And they'll tell you things about excitement that you can't see yourself. Mm, yeah and you take that in now the trick to realize is that they aren't about people being excited they actually don't care about being excited because they have their own purpose that's right their thing. but they will have opinions and thoughts about your purpose that that will help you grow
0: so is my purpose excitement
1: yeah you're about people being excited <laughs> i mean that's so true it, it's totally true, isn't it? Yeah, like,
0: now that I think back to it, like, I could, like, I always like to ask people, like, why they hire me. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they wouldn't say excitement, like, an exact, maybe one person has said that. But, like, I would say some variation of excitement. I think right. maybe, like, enthusiasm.
1: Right. No, but see, but that, but this is, this is the, and this is where you want to fight the the urge to adultify things. mm excitement is the word that lights you up you, like you said you get you got butterflies in your gut just thinking about it mm-hmm. if you start talking about enthusiasm it won't be there as, as powerfully
0: got it yeah well i also see people who get so drained working on the online space um that like when they come to me like i want them to get excited again about what they're doing
1: yeah absolutely and, and a lot of people, one of the things uh, that I hear a lot is people say like, oh, that's so general or that's so vague or so, so broad. And that's where your, your pillars come into key, key, uh, come into role. You can say, this is what it means to me. But I also invite people to look at like, what does excitement mean in a bigger scope of you? So you can think of like, what would it be like if you're, you know, for you like, as a client, if you, for your business, like if everybody came in to be excited, like what would it take in terms of processes for that to happen? and then you can start to say like okay um, you know a bigger sense um, if you were working at a bigger company let's say what would it take for this company to have a level of excitement and and you know for the onboarding process or if you were one of those financial planners that we were talking about mm-hmm. what would it look like to be excited about your money and and how would and what would you put in place cuz you would, then you would it would just give you a different question and then different answers and then you start to put it up to a, a bigger scale. Like what would it be like if our educational system and uh, created excitement or our, um, you know, fi- our, our, uh, our economy or our politics or just society in general? What if that created excitement? What would it take to do that? And because it's not the, your purpose is not small. It's just a matter of how big you want to apply it.
0: Yeah, that's a wild concept to think about. Yeah. But I think it's also, like, like, I really believe in, like, the domino effect. Like, let's say someone's purpose was, I don't know. What's an example of someone else's purpose? that's not excitement.
1: Uh, Let's see. I did, I talked to a woman yesterday, and she was about freedom.
0: So, like, if someone's purpose is freedom, I think, like, it starts with that person, right? And then it just, like transcends like a domino effect to other people I think that's like how you truly change the world is but each person that you interact with like I don't want to say like pushing your purpose on them but like really I think emphasizing or like having them understand like the concept of freedom or the concept of excitement and what's that what that's like and then they kind of take that throughout their day and then that Transcends through the people that they interact with, and then those people who they interact with, and then it just becomes this like it's like a flu or a cold, but like (laughs) in a much positive more positive context.
1: Yeah, I I so I understand that. I actually think it's more like an ecosystem. And, And what I mean by that is that your purpose is always about yourself and other people. So for you around excitement, it will be really hard for you to be fully excited if you're around a bunch of people who aren't. You know, that's just, true. Just, just, I don't
0: have any Debbie Downers in my life, that's for sure. Right, right.
1: <laughs> and, and it would be really hard for you to bring excitement to a group of people if you aren't feeling it yourself. Right. So, you're, so your ability to express and your share your purpose is always about yourself and other people. So yes, it, it, it starts with you, but there's also an immediate impact in your, in your relationship with other people. So it actually goes back and forth much more than a, than a domino sense it's more like you look you look at like what's happening with my purpose how can i create more excitement here and then you start to look at the people around you and the systems that you have in your life to see if they either help or hinder your ability to be excitement and or to help you know yourself and others experience excitement and the there's this back and forth is happens much more i think much more quicker than we realize you uh, in, and especially when you start to take your 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 focus from yourself to say your company, we've all been in you know we've all rolled been in businesses where we try to roll out an idea and the idea is awesome but people can't take it because they're they're stuck in whatever ways they're doing things, and we've also been in in places where the, um, the you know the boss rolls out an idea that actually is you know or sorry the boss doesn't talk to the people and rolls out and not a very good idea and they're totally open to new ideas ideas, but the the idea or the system that the boss rolled out isn't very good. And so that doesn't get implemented. And so there's this back and forth. So if you start to look at yourself in terms of excitement, like how can I generate excitement? How, in what's my relationship with other people and they're generating excitement. It actually allows you to have more momentum and energy in terms of addressing different areas. Cause if you're just always focused on yourself, like how can I be excited? You're going to run out, you're going to bump up a a bump up against a limit and get stuck at some point, and where normally we go is like, oh, then I need more help. I need to, you know, hire another person. I need to read more books. And what I think is that if you actually start to say, okay, well, how is excitement showing up in other people? It gives you another avenue to explore. Things.
0: here. So thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I totally know how valuable your time is and I love that you're spending it by tuning into this episode. If you've been listening for a while or maybe this is your first time, it would mean so much to me if you dropped a review or star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you really loved this episode and you know someone who, um, hint, hint, cough, cough, would love this episode as well and find it valuable, please share it with them. Thanks again for listening and let's get back into it.
1: with other people the more that you're experiencing your purpose with other people the more they're, they're showing back with you so it goes goes back and forth
0: i love that what you said and i feel like this could be interchangeable with depending on how whatever the person's purpose is but you said how is excitement showing up in other people i just wrote that down yep. because i feel like that's key for like especially for business owners like you who want to have more of a purpose-driven business um that's just that's so important to understand what that what uh, your purpose looks like in other people.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's really powerful and challenging because fundamentally what that means is is when I have a conversation with you, let's say, and, and for whatever reason you don't walk away, or I I don't get the sense that you're walking away with a sense of greatness. What that means is that there was something there's something that I said or did that left you feeling less than great. And that then that puts it back on me, which of course gives me more power to actually address something, but also is, can be challenging and confronting sometimes.
0: Yeah, but also, I mean, what if the person that you're talking to is just totally not <laughs> like it had the the same energy level or like conscious level or whatever? Like, I feel like there's so many
1: variables that could go into that. There, there are, and what I say is that you can always have a, you can always have. There's a way to have a conversation that leaves a person present to your purpose if you know how you actually want to and so I say there's always a way to have a conversation with someone and leave them present to your purpose but that takes training and practice like sometimes sometimes we have we have such a conflict with people that the idea one it's not it may not be safe or healthy to try to leave your you know you may just be like I got to get out of here and just leave because it's that type of situation but if the more that you practice with it, the more that you build your purpose mu- muscle up, the more places that you can have conversations with people that leave them present to purpose as opposed to something else.
0: So, how do people apply their purpose in like day to day life? Let's say that they're not an entrepreneur or a business owner, let's say they're Sally Joe who works at the DMV or John who works as an engineer. Like, do you think that you always have to have work? Like, I think, I think people get confused. Sorry if I'm making this like a really long winded question, but like, I think a lot of people get confused that like they have to have a job that is in alignment with their purpose. And I don't necessarily believe that. Like I think you can still have your nine to five to support your family or whatever, but also like have a purpose, have a life outside of what your work that you're doing is. Am I making any sense?
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a perfect question. Cause I, I, the same thing, like there's a lot of people that say, well, how can an insurance person or a DMV or a, you know, a tax accountant or an IRS person have a purpose? Right. And the, so the, the, um, my purpose rule number two is that you are, all, you are already living your purpose, not as much as you want, but more than you think. And, and I think this is important for anybody is that you figure out your purpose, you get clear on what it is, and then you can go look at your job and see how your purpose is fulfilled on in that job. And what you'll find, because I just believe that given the vast number of jobs that are out there, if, you, if your purpose wasn't being fulfilled on in some way, you wouldn't be at that job. And and Mm -hmm. it's probably not as much as you want, but when you can start to see like the little places where it is, that does two things It either allows you, and actually most of the people I talk to, they end up loving their job more because they can see where their purpose is, is applicable to different areas. Right. Probably weren't, you know, they they realized they weren't giving their all in that area or that there was room to grow in that particular area. And, And so they're actually able to be like, wait a minute. Oh, there's all these, they just start to see opportunities that they didn't see before. To, to really expand their sense of purpose in, in their current job. And, and then if they don't, but then if they start to see like all these places and they reach a place where like, you know, I think I'm just kind of, I've hit my limit here. Then they're able to move on and look, start to look at other places. But what they don't do is, and which I always did, which is kind of blow up where they're like, oh, I hate it. I'm out of here. And you, you know, you just blow up the situation and you kind of waste all that work that you've done in a particular job. And instead, you can say, "No, here's where I've been working on my purpose, and now I think I want to expand it more. So I'm looking for a new a new role and new opportunity."
0: Yeah, I was the same way. I mean, I think I kind of told you a little bit about my backstory of like how I got here. Um, but I worked in recruiting and human resources for about three years before, yep. and the first. job that I had the first year that I worked in recruiting like I loved it because I was building processes I was building procedures I was kind of building helping build the recruiting like how we were onboarding how we were interviewing and all of that and I loved that but then I got to a point where I was bored because I had figured out the process. And then I was like, Oh no, I actually have to like go and do it. And it was so, I felt so monotonous to me. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so that's when I left. And then I had the same experience when I I went to an even more stricter corporate type of, um, business model, um, for a large financial institution, like you want to talk about cut and dry. Um, And there was so much red tape. And then I got, I ended up getting really sick. And I look back and I'm like, even as much as I like hated those jobs and hated like the situations that I was in, one, I did have that like blow up moment of like, fuck it, I'm out of here. (laughs) Um, But I realize now I'm like, I needed to have that experience or the experiences that I had in those jobs in order to be able to do what I'm doing now. Like I needed to have that like tenacity and resiliency build up. I needed to learn the extent of my work ethic. Like I needed all of those skills in order to build a business. And if I didn't have those skills, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think like sometimes people have to be in situations that they're not necessarily like the happiest in, but like maybe there's a greater... (laughs) not to put a pun on it, but like a greater purpose for whatever they're in, in right now that will benefit finding their purpose and their, you know, work situation a little bit better. That was such a bad worded question. Sorry.
1: No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, I think you, there's absolutely like we all learn from the different situations. I, mean, I don't think it, I don't think we have to be quite so dramatic to say that I need to be in a bad situation so that I learn who I am. I think mm. we can learn who we are without that blow up. And, and although the kind of, and I definitely have done this, you know, you, you learn a ton from bad situations. Right. But what I, what, like, in just talking to you, you, we, you know, we said one of your, your pillars is, is really having a plan. And you can see like in those moments, in, in that, uh, in those jobs, you were really great at creating a plan and creating the structure and processes to make things happen. Right. Now, the the question I think is more interesting is, is how could you create a systems and structures that keep people excited? That and because, like you said, you didn't you kind of your excitement levels dropped after a while. Right. How could we plan for knowing that if we always just systematize everything and it's always running perfectly at some point, a lot of people are going to get bored and they're going to get stuck and they're going to get frustrated. and They're not going to be excited. What can we do to 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 address that? I don't know the answer to that, but that would be a question that might lead you to some other options.
0: Right. Well, I think the reason why I love business and especially running my own business is that I get to be innovative. Yep. So like when I do get bored with the way something is or the way something looks, I can change it before I had to go through like 20 different people to like change a freaking question that I was asking, you know, so that like always frustrated me. Like, I love to have that autonomy. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, to, I think to keep people excited, I think it's about being innovative and, and mixing things up and not having things be the same all the time.
1: Right. And, and that's the, the, and for people that are in nine to five jobs or in those corporations and, and in those things, I think one of the, the best things you can do is really start to understand your purpose and be, become known as that. Like if, if I was coaching, you know, the, you know, whatever that was, the six, eight, ten years ago, Brie, and you're like, I'm in this job. I feel so stuck. I'm about excitement. You then go out and become known as the excitement woman. And you're, you just own the crud out of excitement. And you're like, I want our clients to be excited. I want our staff to be excited. I want vendors. I want everybody to be excited because that's just who I am. How can we make that happen? And you'd become known as that. And that way you then, you know, when people are looking for like, you know, new opportunities, you, you become known as something and it's authentic and it's real to you. It's not some marketing slogan, but that just allows you to become, and, it, and it's a little, it's challenging in a place and obviously in, in industries and corporations where everyone has to be the same, but the more you can just say, Hey, this is who I am. And this is what I'm about. I think that allows people to connect with you, especially if you're honest about where you aren't those things. Where you're feeling stuck, where you're feeling frustrated. Yeah. You're on both sides, then you're real and it allows people to get excited about you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely try to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little too transparent sometimes.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, if, yeah, that's, a, that's a mistake. You know, sometimes um, I, you know, I have been. doing this work I I get really real about people like I tell people where I've been working on you know I'm a big believer or I've been taking on anti-racism work I think that just gets in the way of people being great and I'm so I share about racism and sexism and all this stuff and I'm starting to realize that while I'm comfortable sharing with it some people aren't and so I need to have a way to be able to communicate with them so that they can connect and, and feel their greatness rather than getting confronted by it all
0: Mm, yeah, I think that's important work, though, that the world needs right now. Um, and sometimes it just gets misunderstood and misconstrued, I think. Um, and especially for people to discuss things like that, it, it can be they don't know what's right or what's wrong. Um,
1: right. and so no, I one, think that's amazing. Yeah, and it's one of the most simple things It totally transformed my life. In, and you can do it with your, your excitement. You just simply ask the question, well, how do things like sexism and racism get in the way of my ability to express and share excitement with other people? And and you'll start to be like, oh, well, they just they don't get in the way of it completely, but they do put a cap or a limit on that. So those things that are out there actually impact your ability to express and share your purpose. And it's the same thing for mine, and I think the same thing for anybody. And and it's a and what I love about purpose is that it can go from your individual self like you know my day-to-day like how do i feel around my house all the way up to societal levels and you're simply asking a question how can i bring more purpose or more excitement to my life how can i help share it with other people and you find all sorts of different conversations and, and answers
0: absolutely yeah totally i i'm so glad that we did this thank you so much for like helping me figure that out because yeah i definitely feel that. Um, that's my purpose. So tell us a little bit more about how people can work for you, where they can find you and all of that.
1: Yeah. So I'm at uh, joeychandler.net is my website. And I have a online version of this program that people can do themselves as well as I do one-on-one sessions with people. And then we have a, a follow-up program. That right now, you've, you, you know your purpose now. And now in the, the follow-up program actually is what I call owning your purpose, which is where we really start to look at how you produce results with your purpose. Mm. And we look at uh, three main areas They look at how it shows up in your life, how it shows up in the life of the people around you. And then the systems that you have that will either help or hinder your ability to express or share your purpose. So this is the starting one. I think an, anybody can figure out the purpose really quickly. And then it's a little more of a, a challenge and they need more support in terms of really owning it and applying it to different places of their life.
0: Yeah. I would agree. Cause yeah, you just because you know your purpose doesn't know how you mean how to like execute it or find how to how to actually share that with the world or find that in different aspects of your life. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, all of those links that Joey just mentioned are going to be in the show notes. So if you're on iTunes, you can just swipe up and you'll see all of Joey's links there. So you can contact him if you guys have any questions or are interested in working with him. And is there anything else? I feel like that went by so quickly. Exactly. <laughs> I just looked well, at the clock and I was like, oh my gosh. I
1: exactly. so- you know. Well, the one, I actually just was at an HR, uh, it was more of a meetup last night. And I just wanted to talk about your hiring, because you, you said you came from a, a, a recruiting background. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that, the, and these were people that were hiring and looking to get hired, but the number one thing that this particular panel talked about was just the importance of knowing yourself. And this was the importance of knowing yourself as the business, like who are we and what is our culture and who do we, who do we really need right now? And also as the employee to be able to say, Hey, this is who I am. These are, this is where I'm great. This is where I'm not. And then to be able to really evaluate if this particular opportunity is, is fits with them and their goals. And in, in basically all I heard was people just the the importance of really being clear on who you are. And I was like, oh, this is so great because people can be clear on the purpose right away and it will help them not only if they're hiring, but also looking to get hired.
0: Right. So what's the, what's the question? You just want my
1: thoughts on all oh, this. I, it was just, it just, sorry, sorry. There was not so much a question. Um, I just was, uh, uh, I didn't realize your, your background in, in, in recruiting. Mm, and I yeah. just happened, I just happened to come from an event last night where it was just top of mind.
0: Yeah, well, I think those are excellent points to bring up. And I think that that's totally missing. Uh, I specifically recruited um, sales teams for a web marketing company. So like talk about coming full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the people, the sales team that we would hire were people who were around at my age, around that, around the same age range, like just graduated college. And I do, I think it's like a huge thing to really know what your skill set is and what you bring to the table and also those personality characteristics. Like, are you resilient? Like I think like this whole thing of like I'm a self-starter, like please stop putting that on your resume. Like, you know, like I'm so particular. Like even now I still edit resumes from for my friends and family and stuff. Um because, you know, we see those words all the time. It the the whole statistic of like a recruiter only views your resume for half a second second two seconds is true um, because we're trained to look at keywords so I think I'm like giving like tips and tricks (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I think the biggest thing to do is like to look really look at the job description and if there's keywords in that job description like um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you want to put those into your resume. So sometimes you have to, you do have to change your resume for each job you apply for. You'll get way better results as far as landing interviews go. Um, but no, I think that that's huge. I mean, we, one of the things that I really liked about the company, the first company I worked for is it wasn't just, what's on your resume do you have the experience they were like really looking for people who displayed through the resume through like whether that was sports or whether that was um, political campaigns they worked on or whether that was it was extracurricular things that they displayed these characteristics of like um, resiliency of tenacity of you know being able to push through being able to like hit a block and know how to you know either go through it go under it go around it go over it like drop down the fucking chimney whatever it is to get to the other side yep. so
1: yeah and, and does that
0: answer does that like give you some some insights <laughs> yeah
1: no no you totally and i think in, in in my whole idea is that being able to really express that especially in the interview is crucial and this is just the last tip that i leave for you and, and for any listeners is that uh, you want to go out and practice your purpose in places that aren't super critical at first so you go out with your family not that your family and friends aren't critical but when you share your purpose in everyday life and you say hey, I'm about people being excited and this is what it means to me and you explore it and you journal it and you and you just kind of get into it as much as you can your facility with it will grow and your understanding of the nuances of it will grow. And then when you go and you're at that job interview or you're talking to a potential key client or a new hire or a, uh, you know, a potential investor and they're talking and they say, well, tell me about yourself. You're able, you will, because you practice it in so many places, you're saying, well, Hey, I'm actually about people being excited. This is what it yes. means to me out of curiosity. What does excitement mean at this company? And yeah.
0: And well, and I think ahead. that's such a good point, too, to bring up because I think workplace culture is it like that is not a word that people heard even twenty years ago. Right. that is such a like millennial new age woo woo word to hear in the workplace. and I think you know i'm I think you know co- big companies like google apple um pinterest like big companies like that are really you know that's beginning to spread to even smaller. Scale companies, yep. um, and I think to be able to necessarily fit in within a workplace culture is so important. And that is, you know, that's a huge. I would say that's probably it's not about your skill set, it's not about your experience, but like, is this person also going to mesh well with the workplace culture that we have? You don't want someone who's like too uptight but like can't, you know, go to the fun functions that the, that the company's throwing or like take a break or go to lunch with people, you know, so it's not so much about like, can you do the work? There's all of these other aspects that go into it. And I think that that is a piece that's really missing in a lot of interviews.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They brought, they brought up the idea of people need friends at work, you know, multiple times in this particular panel. And,
0: Absolutely. Who doesn't?
1: Yeah. And, and I can just say like for me, I, I really started to come into my purpose in the past couple of years and I feel way more connected with, with, with friends. Like I think I'd be much better uh, at in bigger companies now because I think I could relate to people more and actually be their friends rather than trying to impress them and prove I'm better or prove, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that I did way too much of because I was yeah. so unclear of who I was.
0: Yeah. And that's like the side of me that got brought out when I was working in corporate was when I was the youngest person in the room, the least educated. Um, I was usually the only female. Sometimes there would be other women, but they would be like older and like had master's degrees and PhDs. So I constantly felt like I had to be like super aggressive and really assertive and like make my voice be heard. And that's just not who I am. And it wasn't a cute look at all. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, I think like when you're starting off, you know, when you're fresh out of college or maybe you were a stay at home mom for X amount of years and you're getting back into the workforce, I think to really, I think it's all about setting boundaries too, like energetic boundaries, Um, wanting to connect with people at work, I think is so important. It makes your job 10 times, not even 10, like a million times better to wake up in the morning and be like, today might suck, but I know that I'm going to have Joey working with me today. So I'm super excited to go to work because he makes me feel really great about my work for uh, myself.
1: And of course, I'm thinking no one ever said that, but maybe they did. And I didn't have- <laughs>
0: I mean, when I worked in retail, I worked in retail for five years and I worked in high end retail, and that was like in Newport Beach, California, which is like one of the richest cities in California. And I would, I luckily was so, so grateful that I worked with my best friend and we would like have the same shifts all the time. So I was like, I'm only going to work so I can hang out with my friend Lauren today because it'll be so fun. So. It, it, yeah it just a, it's different for everyone but maybe that's the type of attitude that people need to have when they go to work <laughs> you know
1: yeah to be and, happy
0: and fulfilled in their job in their work and their yeah, jobs
1: yeah and if you can and if you can find like i i did uh i worked for i don't know six or seven years in retail i ended up managing a large sporting goods store here in in the bay area and i look back and i realized that there was a bunch of that job that was really fulfilling on my purpose and i didn't know i I didn't recognize, it. I didn't quite make use of it. And I actually ended up stumbling. And I, I actually wasn't, I didn't feel good enough about myself to ask for help, to get feedback from my staff. And I ended up actually getting let go in, in, in not one of my more proud moments. But I can look back now and see like there was all this stuff that I did to help people be great. And I didn't recognize my own greatness to the point where I could say, hey, I actually need help here. Like right. I'm good and I need help. I'm, a, 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 you know, I'm out of my depth. And and I realize that you're when you now working with purpose because you can it gives you the foundation to be able to say I am good but I'm really sucking here and I need some help and I think that's so important and I didn't have that uh, you know a few years, you know even ten years ago.
0: Yeah, well, purpose like you put in your notes, your purpose doesn't equal perfect.
1: Absolutely, you you will you will stumble, you will mess up on a daily basis, but the cool part is is even if you mess up, you still are your purpose. You just have bumped up against the limit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not good at accounting. I'm not great at math. Um, I mean, I'm good at math to an extent. Like I can do the simple stuff and I can read like KPIs and statistics and things like that. But like, I'm not going to try to do my own taxes. <laughs> like, no, I think it's when, like knowing your scope. Like I tell people yeah. that all the time, my clients all the time, know your scope. Like if you don't know, if a client comes to you and you was like, Hey, I need help with this. And you don't know, don't try to go out and learn it. Don't try to go out and like figure out the answers for them. Be honest and be like, I don't know. Yes. Let me see if I know someone who does know the answer for you. And you can talk to them um so again that's like again like you were saying like you have to kind of have that awareness about yourself to know like i don't know everything and i need to ask for help in certain situations yes so well that's a great place to end is there anything else that you
1: no i just i just so appreciate it and i i forgot to say like if i'm sure if i interviewed all your, your those. 20 30, 40, or 50. Best- <laughs> I'm sure excitement would be in the mix. Like, I, would I hope so. <laughs> I have no doubt that that would be. So I just, I just want to acknowledge you for that. Cause clearly you've been bringing that already. And so just, I just want to thank you for this and to be able to say, oh, no. um, sorry, I got had a, a scam call coming in. It's okay. Um,
0: I can edit it
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks for this. This is a great opportunity and I really appreciate it. And I just, I love your energy.
0: Thank you so much. One more thing. If you loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at livingbreely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below.